I know. You're that okay. So you cut out there, like I saw your mouth move and then nothing came out. And then I heard, I know. Is that what you said like five <laughs> yeah. seconds ago? Yes, that's super creepy. I'm very sorry. It's okay. It's working now. Oh, I said so extra. Oh, so extra. Well, welcome to this, right? <laughs> oh, perfect. <laughs> it is perfect. It's so oh. weird still. I'm just trying to find a pencil here because, uh, okay take notes because I noticed um last time I could hear myself clicking my pen in my recording and I might have I couldn't like edit it out I don't think I don't know if anybody else heard it but I'll let you know if it was distracting I said I'm hiding from my family there we go there we go (laughs) sorry why it keeps cutting out I'm so frustrated but <clears throat> so we'll do this and then you can go back and sleep because you're a mother and um, you need that thing. And I don't want to take a bunch of your time. Sometimes I forget and it's not like I forget about my children. It's just, I forget about who I am and who I've become. And I know that sounds so stinking deep and I don't know, cringy, but oh my gosh. Well, I was like yesterday, I was like, you have three children. And yeah. I was like, you're a mom. It's so weird. Yeah. A mom of three. I don't know who let me do that. I feel like I shouldn't have permission. Sometimes I forget that I'm the adult. I see all these memes that say things like, oh, I wish somebody was going to do the dishes or who's going to do the dishes. Where's mom to make dinner? And then you remember, oh my gosh, I'm the mom. I have to do the dishes and I have to make dinner and go to work and still try to contribute to society. Would you go to space if you really had the opportunity and they said in six months, you can go, you just have to go through all this training. You're going to go to space. You're going to do a a world tour for a year and a half and then come back into orbit, hopefully, and live to make it. Would you really do it? So this is my thing because I wanted to be like an astronaut when I was younger, but I I only wanted to be an astronaut if it wasn't risk, like it would risk my life. So technically I didn't really want to be an astronaut because like (laughs) that is, it's a very high risk profession. How old were you? I never knew that. I feel like I was like third or fourth grade. Okay. And then for some reason I discovered the, was, it was, well, there was the, um, what was, it was not the Columbia, uh, the Challenger explosion, which was like before we were born, I think. Um, but then there was like another one, I think that wasn't fatal. Oh, well, like when we were alive, there was one, but I don't remember. Yeah. I don't either. I think I just discovered that, but I mean, growing up with my parents, we went, I've been to Houston space station or whatever it is called. I should know the name of it. You know, like Houston, we have a problem. The one in Florida too. The next yes, that's the, that's the Kennedy space station. I've been somewhat like aerospace, uh, Smithsonian or whatever. I've been to so many things. And lately this year I've been really into space, but yeah, I don't think I could do it because it's, I could not. Yeah. So risky. And then there's so much you have to go through. Like I was, I watched, they had a documentary documentary. 
Why does that sound wrong? Documentary. There we go. Elementary, elementary. Some people say potato, potato. Yeah. You have such an ADHD brain. It's just comforting to know I'm not alone. How did you know I was drinking hot cocoa? You told me. Did I really? Yeah. You know? You know how tired I am. I'm so tired. I don't even remember what day of the week it is. I, I got nothing. Is I'm telling right? you, children are amazing and beautiful creatures, but they suck the life out of you. God made them adorable and perfect and, and cute, or the universe made babies and kids adorable and cute so that you don't murder them when you're so tired. There's it's not fair that the most tired person has to put the least tired person to bed. It's not mm-hmm. fair. No. Sorry. That was a really random rant. But anyway, so yes, I am drinking hot cocoa. I make it with water. For me, I feel like it tastes better. I don't like hot milk. I just can't get behind it. Well, we always grew up with water. Five minutes before I got in my car, I thought about your family and how every Monday night when we went skiing, there was always the hot, warm cup, or not cup, but thermos full of hot cocoa. Your parents always shared and everybody knew how cool the cans were because they always had hot cocoa. And, and marshmallows. I, and marshmallows. And I, I think that's the only time I ever really drank hot cocoa. And even right now, I don't know. Originally, I was warming up just a cup of water because I just wanted a hot cup of water. And then I saw this cocoa that I got as a gift. And I thought, oh, I could add that. I could add that into my hot water. And you did. Welcome to the Extra Podcast. This is a podcast of my inner thoughts with a focus on all types of relationships. Each episode, I sit down with a friend or family member and talk about their relationships and trust and a lot of extra stuff. This is Bethany on the Extra Podcast. Pretty sure we've started like five stories and not finished them. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's just a perfect representation of our lives and our friendship. It is, it is, which to segue into that, boom, here we go. Welcome to the extra podcast. <laughs> Hannah Fallowfield, I just said your last, <laughs> so weird. what was the last time you heard that? Um, Actually, last week, I accidentally almost said Fallowfield because someone asked me how to say my last name and nobody really asked me how to say Lang. And I just reverted to childhood and said Fallowfield and it felt really <laughs> really odd it was very odd yeah that was really weird like no you're I'm hannah lang and you've lang. yeah you've been hannah lang for six years five years but it'll be five years yeah this october this october oh really math is hard math is hard yeah well thank you i'm so excited to be on your podcast i know i'm actually doing this it's amazing like i have had these ideas in my head for so long and like i've i feel like i start something and i don't really commit to it but this one i was like i'm doing it i'm gonna buy this microphone i'm gonna sit down on my computer i'm gonna talk to people about lots of things and that is what we're gonna do 
I'm just so glad that you did. And it's not, I, I already hear yourself beating, beating yourself up for not, I start things and I don't finish them. Um, I'm sorry, but I know I keep pounding this into your head and I'm basically diagnosing you. I'm not a doctor, but that's such an ADHD thing to do. And I, I feel like I can say that because I have ADHD and I think that way too. And I get distracted and go down weird trains of thoughts and start projects and not finish them or start a sentence or a thought and not finish it. So don't be so hard on yourself. It's oh, okay. I have to work on that. <laughs> I really do. I mean, well, I, I don't know why I'm so hard on myself, but I'm sure I could talk to my therapist about it. Actually, I have talked to my therapist about it. I kind of know why I think. One, I've discovered I'm a perfectionist, which my dad today, he's like, it's because you're perfectionist when he said something. Cause I was like talking about making my bed. Yeah. And he's like, I think you don't make it because it's not going to be perfect if you don't make it. And I was like, no, I am because if I want something done, I want it to be done correctly and right. And then I was like, I spend so much time working on my job that I'm trying to be perfect in my job or perfectionist in my job that I don't have time for making my bed or energy to make my bed. Also, I thrash around in my sleep, like so much, sorry. You just like, (laughs) I thrash around so much in my sleep that I just like destroy my bed. Thinking of the perfectionist side of things, I'm the same way. And part of it also for me is it's all or nothing. So I can't start a task if I know I don't have enough time to finish it. I'm not going to start a load of laundry if I can't if I can't just do all of my laundry. It's all or nothing. Or even making my bed. I'm not I'm not going to make my bed because I don't have time I don't have time to make my bed and clean my room or put all my clothes away because if I make my bed, I have to put all my clothes away too. I'm not just going to make my bed and then leave all my clean clothes in a basket. It's it becomes this whole event anytime I decide to do something. And that's another thing for, (laughs) I keep talking about this already, but ADHD brain is you go into this paralysis, or at least I go into a paralysis. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like all or nothing. I can't, I I don't have the time to do everything. So I'm just not going to do anything. And then while I'm not doing anything, I sit and spiral and make myself feel guilty about all the things I could be doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exhausting. It's a real thing. Well, guess that paralyze, paralyzation, paralyzation, the paralysis, excuse me, as well. Of just like, uh, if I can't just like get it done right away, I don't want to do it, I guess. Yeah. That's exactly what we just started talking about. <laughs> no, it's, well, mine took... And if you don't mind, I'll just go into my whole story about it. Please do. Quickly, and then we could get back on topic of relationships. But I think that my ADHD and anxiety and depression that came along with it really was the foundation of all of my relationships, whether they were successful or unsuccessful and friendships, family, um, romantic relationships. But it took me years to find out and figure out and be diagnosed with ADHD. So I started out right out of college 
I was just having massive anxiety and panic attacks to where they would be so debilitating. I couldn't even function or move or felt like I couldn't breathe. Thought I was dying. Panic attacks. Horrible. So I started going to counseling in 2015 and my, I, my first therapist was not the right fit for me. She was an older woman. And I say older, probably in her early seventies, she was very, um, very different from me in the sense that she was still really okay with women and how they were typically seen as like home makers. And I was a career driven young woman. (laughs) Um, I'm giggling. (laughs) Bethany is making facial expressions that are making me chuckle. But, um, so anyway, so I went to her, I did not like her. i went to another therapist and then she suggested that I cut my parents out of my life because I don't know, apparently I was talking about, I think it was during an election. I think it was the first, um, election where Trump was a candidate and she was just basically telling me that it's okay. If you don't talk to your parents, you can cut them out of your life. And that was a big note for me because I really adore and love my parents. So just because people frustrate you sometimes doesn't mean that they don't deserve to be in your life. So then I went to this other counselor who I really liked. She was great. And she told me that she thought I, I had ADHD and that my anxiety and depression was, were just symptoms of ADHD. And the reason we even found that was because I was explaining how I was struggling at my job Mm -hmm. and I couldn't finish a task. I would have a list of things and I would have A through E and under A, I would have one through three and under B, I would have one through three. And so I would tell myself, okay, I'm going to get A done. And I would just do A one and two. And then I literally could not do the last task and I would move to C2. And I, I could not finish one thing. I would bounce around. I would open a hundred different windows on my computer and be trying to work on four different things at once. I could not focus. I couldn't even stay in my seat. I would get up and go on walks all the time around the office. So that's what led me to my psychiatrist and we went through anxiety medication trials and depression medication trials. And I think it was the beginning of 2017 that we tried PhD medication and it worked and holy moly, my whole life changed. So that was a long winded story, but it's not always an easy answer. It's not, I mean, it takes a long time, especially for women even. So after I learned that I had ADHD, it made, it made so many other things that have happened in my life understandable. So even things like I never had to study in high school because things weren't very difficult for me and I did an okay job. Got a I think 3.8 or something along those lines. But then in college, I thought I could keep doing the same thing I did in high school and never study. And I would laugh at you because you would be stuck in your <laughs> And I'd be like, Bethany, come hang out with me, please. Let's go do something. And you're like, we're going to go to the library. 
Yeah, I never understood how you could actually study and maybe you were just really good at hyper-focusing. But so then I graduated with a 2.89 in college. So basically a C plus. And that was really humbling for me because I never really did that poorly on anything, but it was really sad to me. So after learning I had ADHD, it just made so much more sense of why I was so unable to actually function even in college um, without all of the structure that high school at least gave us. Mm -hmm. It's interesting how I made it through college. (laughs) You did amazing. I don't know how you did it. I mean, I do know how you did it. Are very resilient. I think you're probably the most resilient person I've ever met in my life. You just don't stop like the Energizer Bunny. You just, you don't stop. Or a Roomba. Oh, you're just like a Roomba. You go back to your charging station. You're like, everybody leave me alone for a minute. I just need to charge. And then I'm going to go back out and I'm going to keep vacuuming these stupid rugs. Even if I hit a wall, I'm just going to turn around and go the other way and keep going. And then, you know what? charge go back to my docking station I, I think don't know I'm getting outdated I think I need an upgrade <laughs> we'll get you an upgrade because that's what I've been feeling lately is I'm just so because I have thought about that I'm like okay so like <laughs> oh I can't even finish this sentence. no I was just thinking like I have I mean not that my issues have been you know like other people's issues obviously which I've come to terms with like you know I can't, even when it comes to like problems, you know, you can't, there's still problems, you know, you still are going through them. It doesn't matter the severity of them or like how dramatic they are. You still are, you know, you still have shit happen. And it like, it's not the same as nobody's problems are the same. So I've always dealt with like, oh, my problems are so minuscule compared to other people's, you know, you do not have to minimize yourself just because other people are also suffering. Yeah. So obviously I've gone through a lot, I feel, and I've been going through a lot. Yeah. So long that I'm just, it's like, I need, that's 10 years. My 10 year warranty's up. Oh, (laughs) I need, I need, I just, I don't know. And I know we talked about this kind of yesterday when we had our like pre-session there where I like full on cried in front of you, which like, when was the last time I've done that? Oh, wait, no, I cried with you on the phone before. I can't count how but many other times than that. we cried together or that you've cried in front of me. Oh my gosh. How many times did we have random, random cries over just how stressed out we were? And yeah. I'm just thinking our senior year in our apartment, we cried a lot. Oh my God. That was, I can't even <laughs> describe what that was. Crying is good for you. It's okay to I let your out. I, I know that, I don't know. I think, I think that we don't want to see as weak little women and you know how women always are seen as <clears throat> no, apparently we're- less emotional and over emotional and, and men are too. I will give them that men are often seen as very weak if they cry as well, but as, and women as women who are trying to be professional and adults, we don't want to be seen as weak. So it's tough to cry, but I think it's good for us. Yeah, no, it is good. It does mm-hmm. make you feel better. 
And when I do cry now, I just think of that Dane Cook routine where it's like you get to the point where you're like looking at yourself in the mirror and you're like, (laughs) that's all I remember from that one. But like, I did I finish my thought? No, I probably off because no, no, I I think I just went off. Was oh, we're just talking about being resilient. Yeah, yeah, it's cry. Yeah, it's okay to cry, but I yeah, I'm just not accept. Yeah. I just seen it as like defeat almost. Yeah. And I am getting to that point where it's happening more and I do feel defeated more. And it's just, it's a, it's a sickening feeling. Like it, I, I don't like it. Um, and I know I'll get through it obviously because I've done, you know, I've gone through worse maybe, but at this point in my life, I'm just, I'm just sick of it, of the things that keep happening mm-hmm. or not happening, so to speak. Yeah. And it's tough because when we get in those ruts, and I say we because I've been feeling so defeated lately in so many aspects of my life, in my career, as a mom, um, as a wife, but I feel like it's really important to remember that we are our biggest barrier to that defeat. So we are we are the ones stopping ourselves. And that's something that I've discussed deeply with my therapist of how I'm the one that's putting up my own hurdles and I'm the one that's putting up my roadblocks. And I'm the one that is setting these expectations for myself where I feel like I'm not meeting them. Mm-hmm. No one else is setting these expectations. Like no one else is telling me you have to be feeding your baby's baby food every single day, every single hour or these are the foods you should be feeding them or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. I'm making those rules. And if I'm not meeting those expectations, it's my own fault, but also it's my fault for putting them on myself. And I feel like now I've spoken in a full circle. So I apologize for that ramble. It was a vicious circle. circle. My gosh, that should be the name of this vicious Vicious circle. Spell vicious. V i c i o u s. Nope, definitely no, missed. A- that might be right. I don't know. I can't. I can't spell. I didn't <sighs> realize that until like later. And my mom was like, "Oh yeah, we practice your spelling words so much." Spelling's tough. And I can't. What my thing was is, I would ask her to spell something for me, and she would say it really fast. And I was like, "No, you either need to say it really slow." Arnie, you need to write it for me. Uh-huh. I can't, yeah. I can't do that, you know? Well, when we have things like spell check. I know, seriously, what, now it's like, what the hell? What's the point of it? Now, even think of how to spell it. You can push the little microphone icon on your keyboard and say it into Google and it will seriously. look it up. Yeah. That makes me feel so great about things. But then my students are like, how do I spell this? And I was like, um... No, you're fine. I cut you off when you were um, going into you're like spelling, and I was like, "No, wait, oh. you should know how to." I just, I just trailed off purposely. Oh. I, I don't know. So, do you want to talk about relationships? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was just talk about mine. I didn't mean you had. To no, talk I was about being. Me. I was being funny because. <laughs> oh my gosh! You did that so good. I couldn't even tell oh that was a, I was being sarcastic okay apparently okay can I ask you this 
has is my sarcasm hard to read has it been always oh okay it always has nobody been. tell me that That's- until like <laughs> this past few years and they're like what the heck why are you being mean and i was like no i i was sarcastic i was I'm being sure. sarcastic I just want to make sure I put this in, out into the universe that I've known you since I was approximately three years old, and I still have a hard time understanding your sarcasm. Yeah, that's good to know. I'll work on that. <laughs> no, don't. Don't conform to anybody else. Who cares if they don't understand you? You do you. That's true. Anyways, okay, so yes, we have known each other for very, 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 very long time. Literally our whole lives. years? Well, no. Oh, math is so hard. No, We're not. Yeah. Oh no, not yet. We can let's just go with like twenty-five years. Just yeah, that's a good call. That's a good call. Um, so literally our entire lives that we can remember. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't remember meeting you, and I think that's my favorite thing about us. Me too. I don't either. I have I no just, idea. You're just you've just been there in my memory. You're just there. You're just there. You're- just like hmm. And yeah, and to this day, we are still very, are we still very close friends? <laughs> really? Yeah, I can't even tell your sarcasm. Um, yeah, friend you bimbo. Bimbo. The day and Rosie went, bimbo? I was like, oh, stay little like this forever. And he words that you don't want your three-year-old to repeat yeah <laughs> yeah so um we grew up together in northern michigan um that's when you were hannah fallfield and mm-hmm. you were my best friend you are my best friend and yeah. um now you are a wife what is your first memory of me the one who threw up on luke bright in yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i think that's it we're <laughs> in the pledge of allegiance or we were lined yeah. up Oh my God, we've never talked about this. I'm so red right now. That is literally the most embarrassing moment of my life. I cannot believe you remember that. And I can't believe we've never talked about it. Yeah. That's your first memory of me? I think so. I honestly, oh, I really I'm think I'm, unless it's like a fake memory, but like, how would I know about it if you don't talk about it? So we used to say the Pledge of Allegiance every day we would line up kind of like in rows under the speaker by the door and there was a flag by the door and we'd all say the pledge of allegiance with like the morning announcements and I didn't feel good and I put my hand over my mouth and I was raising my hand trying to get Miss Watson's attention and she wouldn't look at me and I was like (laughs) and then finally Miss Wiggins looked at me the pair pro and Right when she acknowledged that I wasn't okay, I couldn't hold it in any longer. And I spewed all over the back of Lucas. <laughs> and I, well, I had oatmeal for breakfast and I will never forget how it smelled, how it looked. I, I, I was, oh my gosh, the most embarrassed. I think that's the most embarrassed I've ever been in my life. <laughs> And I love that that's your first memory of me that I'm truly like love that that's your, yeah. It's gold. It's gold. Friend. I was the girl that threw up and you still want to be my friend. I think that's a lot about your character. (laughs) I'm just a great person. 
I don't know if you know about me, but I'm pretty great. I am. That was funny because um, we were grading some papers <clears throat> and the kids had to write a sentence about, and it was about someone you admire. And a lot of like three or four of the girls wrote about me, Aww. which was really sweet. But it was funny because both of like two out of the four or whatever girls um, said she's really nice, you know, but most of the time, but sometimes she gets mad at us. Yeah, because you guys are bimbos. Seriously, bumbling, babbling baboons. Well, I say the first time, like as if we were in forever, but first kindergarten and first grade and then second grade, I was supposed to be in your class. And we got separated. And I remember I cried. I think I think I cried about that for two weeks straight. My mom said I cried every day when I came home from school. And and then we thought, oh, it'll be okay. Next year we'll be together. And then we were split again. And then fourth grade, split again. Fifth grade, split again. Sixth grade, we finally were reunited. Took so long. Long and you've got seven classes a day. But Bethany. They did it on purpose. Yeah, they totally did. Because I'm a teacher now and it's like, oh, don't put these two together. I don't remember anything specific about us, but I do know that every single parent-teacher conference my parents went to, it was Hannah doesn't stop talking. No matter who we put her next to, she doesn't stop talking. I can't count how many times I had to flip my card for blurting in class. I can't tell you how many times I got in trouble for standing up in class. <laughs> how they, no one realized that I had ADHD is beyond me. Seriously, but, but it was a different time. It was a different time. So I always had Hannah needs to stop talking. Oh my God make this girl shut up i have a student like that uh, um anyways we were supposed to talk about relationships we're talking about <laughs> ours and i think that's a great basis for this episode because we have known each other for so long and we have been through so much together and i don't know if you even want to talk about anything else because oh, you know. yeah i mean <clears throat> i do want to say that there were so many times in our lives that I thought, oh my God, why does Bethany even talk to me? Why is she still my friend? I was so mean, like such a bully, but it was always, it was always like sibling bully. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to think of a time specifically of, I, it was just always poking at you and poking and poking. And I'm like, I do not deserve her friendship. Why does she even talk to me anymore? I'm so mean. And it wasn't until I think, I don't know, when you moved to California that you finally were like, dude, no, that's a lie. Senior year, you finally started of college. You finally started being more assertive and telling me to stop. And I really liked it because I felt like, I felt like, oh yeah. I deserve this. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like that's the strangest thing to say. But there have been so many times looking back that I'm, I think about how much I was such a pain in your ass and <laughs> you still put up with me. And okay. it makes me again think of how resilient you are. Here's like, yeah, that's Hannah. She's just mm. being a brat. She means well. <laughs> but. I think it's just so crazy that we've had this friendship where we've gone through so many different parts of our lives together and 
we're always at different points. So it was always the joke senior year with Juliana and you that, oh, Hannah's going to get married first. Hannah's going to get married first. (laughs) And at the time when you guys were saying that, I didn't even have a boyfriend. (gasps) No, no, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. You're still going to get married first. And what did you do? Crazy. (laughs) And and then I got married first and then I had kids. Um, I just think it goes to show sometimes that your friends can know you better than you know yourself. But I think it also shows that you guys knew how badly I just wanted my own family unit, even though I clearly had a really great one growing up. And I mean, obviously all families are rocky and they all have their own nuts in the tree, but, um, I, wanted my own too so I don't know what was that analogy I think about I know she's still laughing for I'm those so sorry <laughs> no. she's laughing because I said nuts well I think about you know how everybody always says like no there's a f- always a few nuts in the family tree you've never heard that is that no, a thing I have that- never I don't uh, think so I mean I, I know nuts come from trees there's always a few bad eggs. Yeah, I've heard that. <laughs> no, I'm keeping all that. Um, oh my God. I don't know. I just it think that really it's just crazy because we're always at different points in our lives. I, I graduated and you stayed in college and I got a job and you went to California and I got married and you came back and I had babies and yeah, plural. <laughs> so many babies just I just had a litter of children um and I just think it shows to it just goes to show how strong our friendship is and that we truly love each other and I'm okay to admit that and say it out loud because I love you and I love you and I was literally gonna say that I think I think that is a testament to our relationship so to speak is being able to you know we've made it through this all this all this time no well, matter what after all this time always. always when you have a friend that you've grown with and grown through you just you can't get anything better there's literally nothing better and even even thinking of how much you grew just to even become more assertive with me and tell me when i was being a jerk yeah. Uh, yeah. Love which, that. Um, I'm still working on that. And that's specifically uh, with you. I think, I think I've shut you down enough. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, say that. You don't have to say just kidding. That's true. I needed it. I was always hey. like just poking. I'm trying to think of something specific. It was always just, it was like, I don't know, banter. It yeah, wasn't no, it, physical. It, it was. Banter. It was. So not to change the subject dramatically, because it's not super dramatic subject change, but you saw me progress in every single relationship I had with a boy slash man. And I think, I think you learned a lot from it and partly makes me wonder if some of it is maybe why you're a little hesitant to be in a relationship with someone because you saw literally this stupid shit I put myself through I will take ownership for it 
Um, my first boyfriend was, I think the reason I had so many self-esteem issues, he was manipulative. He made me feel bad about myself. He made friends with girls and would hang out with them and had best friends that were girls just to rub it in my face later. And then have the girls come talk to me. It was horrible. It was the most mentally draining, horrible, horrible relationship ever. And you saw that one. Uh, you were like through all of it and you did not want me to be with him. It told me that I shouldn't be with him many times. And I was like, no, it's fine. <laughs> then you see the next one of this guy that treated me like a princess. And for some reason, I didn't like it. Probably because the first boyfriend ruined me. The second one was just, or the third, sorry. just <laughs> These are all three, high school. Three. The three I had in high school. The third one was just kind of an odd duck. I mean, he was super calm and just not at the same level, I guess. Anyway. I'm trying to remember what order they were in other than the first oh. one. I know the first one, but. Yep. Second the- one was the C one. Okay. The letter- okay. And that's then- what I thought. Cause yeah. Cause the, the third one was, he was an odd duck. I yeah. Think- yeah. Yeah. So. I, it was just a lot of self-esteem issues that I had where I was trying to get my worth from getting accepted by the opposite sex and instead of like finding my own worth and you watched me go through that. And then in college, I had a couple of different boyfriends that were all pretty much the same thing. One that was super duper manipulative, one that was treated me like a princess, but I didn't like it. And another that was just not duck. So I had just guys that like, again, I didn't have that self-worth for myself, obviously self, duh. But I was seeking all of my, my worth from the opposite gender and trying to make sure that, I don't know. I don't know what I was trying to prove, but I feel like you saw all that and you're like, no, who wants that? Jeez, look at all the suffering she goes through. What's the point? Sorry. No, go ahead. Uh, I mean, I think I, yeah, I actually never really, I don't think I've ever really connected that. And I haven't really talked about that with my therapist, um, which is maybe I should, but, um, it definitely, it has. All right, go ahead. No, it's okay. Sorry. It's, it's really hard. I've always, you know, even in this time of age, like we should be used to like this video calling and stuff, but it's still so hard. It's still so weird. I don't mean, I was, okay, sorry. So no, I I was just going to say that I'm just that selfish. So if it didn't impact you and you didn't think it was that, that could be a contributing factor, that's okay. I'm just literally that selfish where I'm like, I make such a big impact on everybody. No, no, I really think it, it it makes sense. I mean, obviously I went through like something in high school that totally like messed me up and really, you know, but I think I've been on the, since then, since I haven't been in any like serious relationships since then, I've been on the outside of all these other relationships, like not just you, but like you are Juliana. been such a, what? Juliana too. Yeah, Juliana, even Melanie and Bradley, like, so all these people that have like, like close to me, 
you know, that are presently in my life, I'm seeing, you know, I saw these same pat well, not the same patterns, but um, yeah, no, it, it makes sense completely because I've, I mean, I've thought about it. I'm like, Oh, when Hannah was with so-and-so like he controlled this and I, that freaks me out. I don't want it because I saw what it did to you, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so yeah, no, it's not selfish. It, and I'm the, I'm a people, I'm a people watcher in, oh. in like all aspects of my life. So I'm like on the sidelines and I'm watching, I'm like, Oh no, thank you. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> So I think a big part of it of why I kept finding these relationships that were epic failures was because I was seeking their satisfaction instead of my own. So until I could actually learn how to love myself, I wasn't able to even love anyone else. And honestly, I don't even think I loved myself when I met Zach. Mm-hmm. And I finally started actually loving myself after I got healthier and lost a lot of weight and felt more comfortable in my body and doing things. And then, then I was actually truly able to appreciate a lot of the things that I have now. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a big hurdle for people, women, maybe men too, of that just finding your own way when it comes to actually appreciating everything that you bring to the table. And I know that not to change subject again, but something I've said to you so many times is, Oh, you just have such high standards. You need to lower your standards. And I realize, I don't think it's that I need, you need to lower your standards. I think it's, we talked about this a little bit yesterday Mm -hmm. when we were chatting, but I think it's just that we have this, brain this ADHD brain that's so black and white and it's so all or nothing and it's like too scary to even go on a date with someone unless you actually see yourself being with them long term mm-hmm. it's terrifying so Probably. you don't want to go out with somebody if you don't see yourself with them so then you think well, I guess I just can't go on a d- out on a date now because they're not my type when maybe they could check a lot of other boxes you just didn't know you had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I, when you said that yesterday, I was like, oh, that's nice. Because I, not that I was like, oh, uh, like, you know, I need to lower my standards, but I always thought, you know, personally, I was like, yeah, I don't think I should. I don't, I mean, I didn't think that's what you meant, but maybe it was, but it doesn't matter now. But I, you know, I, I have these high standards and, it's just, yeah, looking at it in a little different sense, no, I guess. Yeah, I think I chose my words incorrectly. And I also do think I didn't think about it all the way through. But it's good to have standards. Mm-hmm. It's good to have high standards and not to settle for anything because that's another way that you just show yourself love and that you're not willing to make a sacrifice for your life mm-hmm. and your happiness. And I think that that's a really big thing to be proud of. Thanks. I also have major like anxiety and other issues that are kind of holding me back in a sense. I get it. Oh, and trust issues, you know, because apparently that's Uh, when you have such a huge tragedy in your life early on, And I'm talking tragedy of more than one way. I think about 
Um, obviously, I think about our loved one that we lost mm-hmm. um, early on who completed suicide. And I also think about the timeliness of that and how it was really a horrible time in your life with your first boyfriend Mm -hmm. and how when you have that foundation at such an integral part of your life, how are you expected to not have trust issues? I mean, I have trust issues and it's not even, I feel like my trust issues aren't even valid compared to things that others have gone through. Oh yeah, that goes back to what we just- on you that you thought you were going to marry and then you having to figure out that they were cheating on you and that is a perfect recipe for trust issues it makes me angry I know you're you hold that torch for me thank you I really appreciate that of just it's unhealthy anger (laughs) all these years later I honestly if I were to see him right I think I would I wouldn't physically assault him I would think about physically assaulting him and then I would remember that I can't hold my kids in jail so instead I would verbally assault him by just saying horrible mean things and telling him that I think he's garbage for ruining um my best friend's freshman fall of her freshman year of college um can we talk about how (laughs) life is so hard and nobody told us I feel <laughs> like they tried so. to I feel like they did everybody kept saying no you don't want to grow up oh stop you'll enjoy this and I was like no you're wrong I want to be an adult and now I just want nap time again seriously and somebody else to make my food <laughs> yeah and not have to worry about all these feelings and all this stuff it's horrible but um just I don't even know like I was talking to her and I was like I don't even know what my feelings are and like she's like well do you know if you're happy and I was like well yeah I think I know like the but like the feelings for someone or some you know thing like do I really because I'm so scared to have those feelings Mm -hmm. because of things that have happened before Um, which leads into like disappointment and rejection um so if I just don't do anything I can't get hurt right wrong because (laughs) in yourself yeah and then you stay home and wallow yeah and that's bad and that's just as hurtful but I do understand not knowing how you feel or not allowing yourself to feel the way that you know you feel which that is a good way also to put it um which my therapist did not say why aren't you my therapist going back to that just resilience of our friendship and how we have just made it through all this and here oh, we yeah are. and then and then going back to you know not knowing those feelings with my therapist and I was like I don't even know if I really have like know what love is I want to know what love is. Sorry, just made me think of I that. want you to show me. Good job. Thank you. Um, and then we started talking about Luna or something. And she's like, you know what love is. It's just 
different for you know like it you know it's different and obviously I know love because we have such a great bond and relationship but um I just go back to like thinking about what I thought love was supposed to be like or what love is supposed to be with a partner and like do I really know what that is and I don't need to know what that is obviously either why don't you need to if that's something that you want and fulfill you want fulfillment in your life then that's okay to say that you need it yeah you need certain things in your life and it's okay if you don't think that you've ever experienced romantic love um but maybe you have you just don't want to admit it oh yeah and i don't know maybe you haven't and you just haven't but i honestly don't know but like we were also talking yesterday just about how it's not zero it's like it's all or nothing in a sense you know you feel it's so everything to the adhd brain is black and white all or nothing Mm -hmm. always is scary yeah which is scary as heck so um what time is it because oh my gosh it's 9 30 already 9 30 how much are you gonna cut though and then you only have a 20 minute podcast oh so no it's okay um, I mean, we could do it in parts too. How are you doing? I'm good. Okay. Either way. I mean, I think we've talked about great stuff, but um, uh, I just want to have like some consistency. So I'm going to, we'll yeah. segue this into the questions that. Um... Yeah, please. <laughs> um, I love it. Uh, I just got a text from my mom though, uh, that there's, they have this issue with having bats in their house. Somehow bats get into their house and there's a bat in their house right now. And Silva is going bananas. And she oh. said a bat alert for sure. Oh, <laughs> oh what a good little dog. I, know. I got stuck in the bathroom one time because there was just a bat flying down our hallway. And I was like, I'm not going out there. You take care of that. Where the heck did it come from? Here's the fun take care of it and I will come back out when you're ready uh <laughs> yeah I get that that's weird me out but I love them I know they they are very strange in that sense they're like I don't know they're kind of creepy but at the same time they're kind of cute and it's like yeah. what what I you know trying to I'm trying to provide some structure you know obviously mm-hmm. and so we started talking about our personal relationship and how we meet we don't remember meeting um but <laughs> we do have those memories and we've been you know in the same or not the same we weren't in the same grade the same school same school our entire our entire lives yeah well yeah oh my gosh our entire educational careers we went to the same school I never really like put that together mind alone we went to elementary school together we went to high school together and we went to college together no wonder and- we're so we're still friends. Yeah, you know, it's just like it's like okay, you've been through this long with each other. You just might as well stick together for the rest of your lives. <laughs> yeah. You know, not as you're in this far. Yeah, I made it this far. I can't go back. Can't go back. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was totally off. Off. No, you're good. Um, but your- okay. so the next thing that I would like to quickly talk about is just since we've kind of talked about it already and I do like to touch on mental health because it is so important 
um, just thinking about and kind of tying it into, you know, relationships. It says, how have you dealt with stress and anxiety in your life? And how has that affected your relationships? Oh, boy. So when I was younger, I had a lot of stress and anxiety and I would go super extreme. And I say younger, I'm thinking middle school to high school. I would go super extreme to deal with my stress. I would, I engulfed myself in every activity I could. I was in a sport every season and then included uh, plays and musicals and clubs like FFA on top of it. And then I also would eat everything in sight. So I was super active, but I was also super overweight and chunky my ever since like fifth grade. So I would deal with my stress and anxiety with eating and then just going extreme on anything I did. And I did the same thing in college. And then finally it caught up with me to where my eating just became the only way that I was coping. And I ended up gaining, I think 50 pounds in maybe a year, year and a half and realized holy moly, there's something wrong here. And that was when I was starting to go through all my therapy and learning more about myself and how to cope with stress and anxiety. Um, But I think it really ultimately, I mean, obviously I found my way, my health, my own health journey. um, And that helped a lot, but I think it really, really impacted my relationships because I always sought, um, acceptance from others instead of accepting myself. So that's the same thing with love, but and even my friendships, I always wanted to be accepted in the cool friend group. And I always wanted to be with not necessarily the popular kids, but the cool kids and my friends, I always wanted to be accepted by them. And then that just continued on through college. And even in my romantic relationships, I gauged my own self-worth based on how well I was accepted by the opposite gender. And I think my own mental health really drug me down in that sense. Um, But then once I was able to cope and find new coping mechanisms and medication, I've learned a lot more control, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And it has made, it has made, um, navigating my really strong emotions when it comes to anxiety a lot easier because I have those extra tools for help. Not that they're the only, like medication is what I'm thinking. Not that medication is the only tool for help, but going to therapy is also a huge tool for me. I go probably about twice a month now. Sometimes I'll only go once a month depending on how I'm feeling, but ultimately my anxiety and stress were really impacted by my relationships and my and vice versa. I don't know if that made sense. I feel like I'm talking in a circle. It's okay. That's what we do here. We talk in circles. This has been a thing for me and just talking about it, but like, yeah, you have to, it's amazing how much we don't worry about ourselves in a sense. Like it's all, you know, acceptance by others or mm-hmm. we are the biggest our big, I just, I literally wrote down, um, some things that you said, but like, we're the biggest barriers. Um, we're seeking other people's satisfactions, not our own. And you're seeking other acceptance, not yourselves or not seeking others acceptance, not yours. You said all those things. 
no 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 <laughs> but yeah no it really comes down to gosh um it's just I just like this is my sixth one here and it's like we've talked about this so much that it comes down to almost your relationship with yourself you know oh yeah for sure it's crazy like why were we never like why is that such a weird concept in my mind because we were taught to be selfless and thinking about ourselves seems wrong and it seems selfish not selfless it's nuts mind blown once again boom and I'm not saying that we were taught that from our family or our friends I think it's just society Mm -hmm. oh yeah selfish for sure and I yeah obviously it's not selfish to love yourself I feel our whole conversation has basically just been us understanding each other without finishing a thought a topic or a sentence Mm -hmm. yeah that's the danger of doing this with us too no wonder why teachers didn't want us in class. Whoops. <laughs> they didn't yeah. stop us. Here we are 25 yeah. years later. <laughs> oh, do you just uh, quickly, or if you wish to speak about your relationships, uh, excuse yeah. me, relationships. Yes. You're uh, you're Mormon, right? You're Mormon. Uh, yeah. I have got some brother wives or brother husbands, brother husbands. Yeah. Four husbands to be exact. It's really tough to keep them all straight, but I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> show sister wives. Yeah. I, Oh my God. I'm pretty sure really big in college, right? It was Juliana loved it. Juliana was obsessed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. So I think that it's just, I don't know. Marriage is such a tricky thing and you have to, you have to be resilient or it's just going to be an epic fail. You have to wake up and choose what route you want to take for the day. I I almost said you have to wake up and choose happiness, but it sounded so cringy. So I changed it to your route for the day. But I think a lot of it is, um, accepting each other's flaws Mm -hmm. there's so many times that I could just be frustrated or just accept it and move on to not allow myself the frustration and then when I don't allow that frustration turns out I'm a lot happier and then I can actually appreciate the things that are not the flaws I don't know if that makes sense Mm -hmm. Um, But that's one, that's like the biggest thing is, okay, I can either be really upset that the dishes are not in the dishwasher or I can move past it and actually have a good day. I'm not going to let it ruin my day. And I know I feel like that's such a minuscule thing when it comes to talking about marriage, but um, obviously the deepest thing is communication and at the end of the day, everything boils down to communication, especially when you throw children into the mix, because if you're not talking and communicating, you really can't appreciate the other person. Mm-hmm. I know none of this is groundbreaking um, and probably nothing that you haven't heard before, but um, nothing comes to mind that I've heard talk about that. 
What? That wasn't a sentence. <laughs> it can be. If you want to be. If you're well, a bird, a bird. Well, I mean, there are, it's, you know, there's those cliche things that are actually legitimately not cliche where it's like, oh, yeah, no, that's cliche because everybody says it, but it's actually true, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So it's fine. It's fine. It's totally cool. Um, so how, you know, have you come to specifically, you know, kind of think about like communication is great with, you know, trust and stuff. So how has that um, how have you come to trust that person who is your husband oh um, or perhaps work through any trust issues since, you know, this podcast is about relationships and trust and we I, have not talked about that. So we have it is, everybody. So as I did say before that, my first boyfriend kind of ruined my whole trust. Mm-hmm super manipulative and loved playing games and he loved making me jealous like it was that explains a lot about you of my trust issues wait i'm gonna need you to explain that because i'm not gonna be able to move past it it felt like a dig and it might not no no it wasn't a dig but like i definitely think that you have had not not (laughs) now i feel like i totally just was not it. you're fine i need to know no no um okay you're <laughs> just say it you're okay which... I promise <laughs> which i just okay you, you're a very jealous person yes but it's because of those relationships mm-hmm. that you are that way and i yeah. mean i just you know yesterday i also admitted that i was like oh yeah i am definitely you know also you know in this in my current situation you know yeah I'm getting jealous about stuff mm-hmm. yeah okay anyway so yeah no you're right I'm a lot. incredibly very super jealous person and I do I do blame a lot of it on my first boyfriend and how manipulative he was and how much he flipping loved to make me jealous but I also I won't put all of the weight on that you know that was his life but I will really put a lot of that into my own insecurities and because I never felt like I was good enough so I always thought that whoever I was seeing or dating would find someone better because I wasn't skinny enough or pretty enough or I didn't have the the best clothing or I didn't have all the cool friends or whatever it was so I will put a lot of that into my own insecurities. Mm -hmm. Um, with Zach, I really struggled, especially in the beginning of a relationship when it was, it was just so new. And I was really, I was always thinking like, Oh, he's going to find somebody better. He's going to find somebody better. And he worked the night shift. Oh yeah. So that really made me spiral into my anxiety and stress because I'd be sleeping when he came home. So I was always like, oh my gosh, what is he doing? Where's he at? Who's he with? And then eventually, I don't know, like he just put up with it for whatever reason and dealt with it and let me be crazy. And then eventually I just, I don't know what happened. I think, I, I think a lot of it was that I started to love myself more and I knew my own worth and appreciated myself. And then I realized I'm actually pretty okay. So mm-hmm. 
I, it's almost like snap sister snaps. I know it sounds so cringy, but I think I intrinsically started loving myself and knew that I was still a prize. I don't know. Prize isn't the right word, but like, girl, you are a prize. You are a catch. You are. And I will I say, just- um, sorry. Uh, cause now I want to like, now I feel like I was a jerk when I said, you know, you're a jealous person. No, don't. Oh my gosh. Stop. But no, I will say that I, it didn't matter, you know, what you looked like or anything that I was always jealous that of you, like no. you had these, you know, like you were in these relationships, everybody loved you, your personality, everything. Like you were just this, you are, excuse me, sorry this like just wonderful person that it was like I can't I I can't compare I like and that's my own self-esteem issues as well of like comparing myself to you know you but and other people but yeah no I was always like yeah they want to be with Hannah not me you know does it make you feel better knowing that the guys I was with were still asshats and you didn't (laughs) want me anyway so it was like yeah uh, hopefully made you feel better it's like those guys are jerks anyhow so uh, uh, gotta pick them till she found the one to marry sorry for um my uh computer dying last time it's okay um i just already am talking over you so i know i literally was like stop let me clap. I think it was my fourth grade teacher that once got so frustrated with us. He was always calm and collected, but one time he was so mad at us, he just left. <laughs> he walked right out. Ooh. Oh, I have not done that yet. <laughs> yeah, so I have my computer plugged in now so we can resume. When it dies. Talking about how I have to learn trust in a new relationship with Rosie. <laughs> I feel like I was holding my breath. Did you push record? I did. Or I mean oh, start? I pressed started. Yes, I pressed started. I pressed started. <laughs> so we can uh, cut this first nine seconds out. <laughs> yep. Okay, so um, so we were talking about trust in a new relationship before my computer died because I was a noob and I didn't um, I didn't plug it in, but it's plugged in now, as you can see, this huge long cord. So you um, you know, you are a mother of three beautiful children, and you have a three year old. So we're at the we're at those toddler days, and because I didn't realize I was going to have have to decipher if she was telling the truth or not so early on because children are often so honest that it can even just break your heart and your spirit um so I didn't think I was going to really have to figure that out just yet but she I noticed that there's a piece of like a chunk of her hair missing one morning and it wasn't too much but it's enough it's in the front it looks like she almost decided to get bangs and then went back on it but I said Rosie what happened to your hair she said oh it was dovey dovey cut my hair 
And I thought, I'm going to kick this little girl for cutting my daughter's hair. And then I thought, Hannah, first of all, there's no way that another three-year-old cut your daughter's hair only that much. If she was going to cut her hair, it was going to be a lot more. Secondly, they don't have scissors at daycare. When, how else would she cut it? So I asked her, how did Debbie cut your hair? And she said, with scissors. Uh, no, she didn't. So I just let it slide because I don't know. I don't want her to feel like she can't trust me. So I didn't want to scold her for lying. I don't know. It's just a really tough age and a tough relationship dynamic to try to navigate. And I wasn't, I wasn't thinking it was going to be this, um, this difficult. I knew it was going to be tough, but I just, again, I did not think I was going to have to start trying to figure out truths and lies at three years old. Mm -hmm. Let's turn, let's table turns, let's turn tables and pivot, (laughs) but not also, but also staying on the same topic here of the relationships in like a family, because I haven't talked to anybody who, who is a, a parent or has children. And I mean, Rosie is still pretty young, but she's your first kid and you're building that relationship and all that stuff while also, you know, living your life and making sure that she's, you know, not a spoiled brat. <laughs> think and try, but oh my gosh, she is a spoiled brat. So hard though, I'm sure, like just with, you know, having a kid, man, and being a working mom. I think you expect. Oh, sorry. I cut no, you sorry. off. No, you're fine. I think one of the relationships that I didn't expect to be so heartwarming, I know that sounds so cliche, but watching Rosie with my mom sometimes makes me just want to cry because it is so adorable. The love that they share for each other, the bond that they have. I, I mean, I think about it with my own grand grandmothers that the bond that I have with them. Um, but I feel like I, I mean, a lot of times Rosie chooses my mom over me and I'm okay with that because there are times that she's going to want to go to other people instead of me. And I can't think of somebody right off the top of my head that I would choose for her to go to other than my mom. Rosie was glued to her. The second she came through the door, she's screaming, Gigi, Gigi, you're here. She's in her lap. She's pulling her hand. Do you want to come sit with me? Do you want to sit with me? Do you want color? It's just, that is just a relationship that I've been watching evolve. The more and more Rosie becomes more cognizant, I guess. And it is just adorable. And they even bicker and Rosie always likes to drink out of everybody's cups. Surprise. Here's all the drink. And there's nothing more comical to me than when Rosie, my mom usually will come in with a Big B and a water. So Big B coffee and a water with a straw. And the second Rosie sees it, she's like, my water, my water. And my mom's like, no, this is mine. You may not drink it. You have a water cup. 
would you like a new one? Do you want a cup with a straw? Rosie's like, no, I want yours, Gigi. I want your water. And it's just hilarious because they'll continue to bicker and guess who wins every single time? Rosie. Yeah, not my mom. My mom doesn't win because I have a spoiled, rotten brat. We just want somebody's water. Gosh, it could be worse. Oh, and she's no. your kid, so she's very powerful too. So what do you expect? I deserve it. That is some karma. Oh boy, oh boy, do I deserve it. Hopefully she channels that into something good and becomes, I don't know, a CEO of a multi-million dollar company or something. I said, or I hope... She- I hope she changes the world. So funny when I saw her the other day and she went right to me and pulled me over too. So I think we have a good relationship as well. It's adorable when she, when she grabbed your hand and said, I'm going to show you Olivia and Spencer. Oh yeah. Spencer. Aunt Bethy, you forgot your dog. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was like my favorite. That was my favorite because we had let Luna out and she didn't see her. You forgot your dog. No, she's just outside. Of course, she's here. Oh, and then she was telling Luna. What was she telling her? Because Luna was trying to get through and the twins were on the floor and we blocked off the thing. Sit, sit. (laughs) And then Luna was howling because she was upset that because she wanted to come through, even though she could see you, she wanted to come through and was howling. And Rosie kept saying, oh, stop it. Just so cute. Oh, she's so cute. She, she is a little human now. It's so weird to think that she, at one point, not so long ago, she wasn't, you know, she was just saying a few words here and there. And now she's, I go and I say, hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? What uh-huh. the what? <laughs> like, yeah. I'm not good, Rosie. I'm not upset. <laughs> When did this happen? Why? Why? No. Oh, oh, but she's the best. She yeah. makes you make cute kids. Thank you. You're welcome. Like we have just we this is the one this I just dropped my phone. Oh boy. So with our with it being interrupted, obviously it is all over the place, this one, but um and we <laughs> I asked some questions and we've talked a lot about relationships and our relationship and you've talked about yours and I'm trying to find my other list of things that I usually talk about. Um, and I really think we, we, we did talk about the questions in a sense. Um, so the only thing that I have left to ask is just if you have any advice to give to help others in relationships or others who want to get in relationships or um, who are struggling in relationships, just this is the wisdom, the extra wisdom section. Oh, well, um, I don't have a lot of wisdom. I know you do. I've already oh, written down a bunch of it. I just say things that sound good. That's not true wisdom. But I will say probably the best advice I could come up with, at least what I'm thinking of for someone in a situation where they're single and they'd like to be with someone and maybe are too nervous to actually do anything. (coughs) (coughs) Sorry, had a little tickle there in my throat. Um, It doesn't have to be all or nothing. It doesn't have to be black and white. 
all it takes is putting yourself out there and talking to people and maybe going on a few dates and maybe not even calling it a date. Just say meeting for coffee or something or making new friends. It doesn't have to be, I am trying to find a spouse. So I'm going to go on a date and my whole goal is to find another human to spend the rest of my life with. It doesn't have to be that. And I guess advice for anyone struggling in a relationship is just the super cliche of follow your heart. I love it. Cliches are the best. I mean, there's a reason it's a cliche, right? Yes. I mean, some truth. Seriously. Yeah. I don't think it would be a cliche if it wasn't. And I feel like we talked about that in our other, other part. (laughs) Oh yeah. No. Um, I had a nice little thing to say, but of course it went out one ear, out one ear. It wasn't my head or it went in one ear. (laughs) That's, that's not right. I will say, I would like to apologize to your listeners for continuously cutting you off and talking over you every chance I got. (laughs) It's just our relationship. I think it's because we can listen to the other person and talk at the same time. And it helps, it helps us cut our time in half because we never get to see each other talk as much as we used to. So really, if we're just both talking and listening at the same time, we get to cover all the ground we need. We do. And we're very good at it. And it's like our own little thing. I feel language in a sense. (laughs) You're just interrupting me again. It's okay. I, there was a there was a lull. I took a breath, and you're like, uh, <laughs> "Go!" I was just gonna say, I love that mentality. That's good for you. That's healthy. That's truly making a podcast something that you enjoy, and not something that stresses you out. Yeah. Wh- why would I do it then? You know, that's my whole thing. Though I feel like I need to get back into like journaling or something because I still have a lot of those thoughts in my head where it's like, oh. I can't get it out. I can't do this every night and I don't have therapy every night. And then sometimes I just don't want to text people or talk to people, which that's been happening a lot lately. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry for not responding to one text, David. (laughs) We were so worried about you. I texted Alexis. I love, I love um, Eugene Levy's fa- face, which now, or John's face, oh. when he like, he's like, his eyebrows and just like, complete shock. Yeah. Oh, that oh. show. I love it so much. And I remember how hesitant I was to start it. And you were just like, just do it. Just do it. So, you know, let's go into that next corner here. Corner. <laughs> I do. Oh, a corner a bad uh I probably won't add this but I've just been doing like a movie extra movie bit because I love movies and tv shows and I just wanted to I don't this is stupid never mind no I'm confused what is it I was just gonna ask you what your favorite movie or tv show is and I I honestly don't even know hold on do I know hold up I want to guess this when I say it, you won't guess it. But when I say it, you're going to be so frustrated because you know it. 
Oh my God. Is it like something that I want, like I love and I tried to get you to watch and you wouldn't watch it because we have such different. (laughs) No, you hate this. You would never watch it. Oh, okay. So it's not a scary movie you forced me to watch when I was in sixth grade or seventh grade or eighth grade or. Don't feel like I forced you to watch this one. In a basement in the middle of the Northern Michigan woods or had chainsaws and axes and i'm forever scared of chainsaw and axes and jack nicholson i i, dude, I that that movie is burned in my mind Bessie okay. sanderson's yeah. basement is like i can remember you falling asleep me like going to the bathroom and coming back and seeing that everybody was asleep and going up to that vhs and turning that shit off and then laying there in total darkness just freaking out well First of all, I did not force us to watch that movie or force you to watch that movie. That was not in my home. And secondly, you know you could have woken me up and I would have put a happy movie on or something or had Betsy put a happy movie on. I know, but I was just like, oh, I don't want to be, I don't want to, I don't, no. I don't want to be the lame friend. I want to be cool. Yeah. All right. So let's, okay, hold on, hold on. Favorite movie. Mm. Is it like a, is it, oh, God, I'm gonna. I you're gonna say it, and I'm. Oh, is it Jurassic Park? No. Oh, is it? That is a good one that I have forced you to watch. Yes, which I appreciate more now. I'm glad. Um, that yeah, I just remember also watching that at the drive-in, and then having nightmares of like when the Velociraptors get the guy in like the maintenance room, and Mm -hmm. like his arms are hanging. That's all I remember from. Well, I remember other parts, obviously, now, but those freaking velociraptors, holy hell. I slept on the my parents' floor next to their bed. Oh! But actually, you know what? I think the first movie I actually watched with my parents, and the second one we saw at the drive-in. I think it was the third one we saw at the drive-in. Oh, my God. How old are we? Very. But so we saw the third Jurassic Park movie in like a dry, at a drive-in. Oh, back in my day. Uh, they still show brand new released movies at that drive-in. So, yeah, which is so great because uh, it's one of the very few ones. Okay, I don't know what it is. I want to know what love is. No, I'm kidding. It's Scream. Oh, duh. Never seen it. Yeah, I don't think I would ever force you to watch it because that one would have you sleeping on the floor in my bedroom every night. Yep. Because mm-hmm. like the whole phone thing, I like. I mean, I I know kind of what. The gist of it, but that's like a stellar class, though. It has Drew Barrymore in it, and um, uh, what's her name? Shoot, Monica from right? Are they both in those ones or no? Yeah, I can never remember. Um, you know this about me, oh, I know actors and actresses' names ever, but yes, Monica from Friends, <laughs> and what's his name? <laughs> Matthew Lillard, huh? I'm so proud of myself, I love him. Oh, I don't even know who that is. The range that this man has as an actor is truly amazing. It's um, he plays Scooby and Scooby Doo. He plays Shaggy in the like live one. That's like all right. But later, Matthew Lillard, he's amazing. Oh, he he attractive in this picture. He hot. Thank you. Hmm. Ooh, look at that! Oh, you can't see. Oh, hold on. No, 
No, I don't know why I'm hitting it. This guy was in like the original Scooby Doo movie. Not that's, not that's not that's not him. Yeah, I was like, that's not Scooby. That's I mean, that's not Shaggy at all. I mean, oh. he doesn't look so hot in some of these other pictures, but Matthew Lillard. Oh, this is Matthew Lawrence. <laughs> okay, that's why I was like, yeah, he's cute because he there's that Shaggy. Yep, that is Shaggy. Oh, I don't think he. Yeah, this is yeah. That's that's what I would. That was the guy I was thinking of. Shaggy for sure. Oh yeah, look up other pictures though too. Not well, just- yeah, there's other pictures of this picture. Is he the bad guy? And in- is he the bad guy in Scream? Yeah, he's one of them. I think that's what this from is. He definitely right. looks very creepy. Okay, yeah, no, he doesn't look too bad there. Yep. Oh, the talent. The talent. Yeah, I mean, if you can be in like a horror movie and then in a Scooby Doo movie, it's pretty impressive. I think. Yeah, that's why I knew you were going to be mad because I was asking you how I could stream Scream 5. Yeah. I was supposed to go see it in theaters when it came out. Well, it wasn't even really going to be Zach and I. I was just trying to get to it somehow when it came out. And then I had COVID. Yeah. And then that ruined everything. Never be afraid to go see a movie by yourself, though, if you don't have COVID. Oh, yeah. I, I actually wanted to. I get more scared that way. My God, I hate it. I hate it so much. <laughs> I think I'm like the one who just watched the Zodiac recently by myself. But it's so di- it's like more slow, and it's just it's I don't know. It's a it is a slow movie, so I think that definitely. But I really like it. I think it's well done. It has a yeah. great cast. I highly recommend it if people like that kind of stuff. Personally, yeah. and who aren't don't want to watch like too scary of something but they want you know murder and i highly recommend scream so all right there we go and there it is and there it is that is that's so much fun with you huh i said i've had so much fun with you just in our lives i I meant for this podcast but yes also (laughs) our life i I know (laughs) No, no. Yes. This has been great. Thank you so much. Um, I, uh, I appreciate you doing it, fitting it in your busy schedule and I should let you go because you got to get up at three in the morning. Where are you going this time? Headed to Milwaukee. Oh, you're from Milwaukee. I'm sorry. Oh, Milwaukee. Well, I love you so much. I love you too. Thank you so much for this. I miss you and hopefully I'll see you soon again. You know, oh, I'm sounding my God once again. Hopefully I'll see you again. I don't know when or where, but one day. Thank you for listening to the extra podcast. Please rate review and all that stuff along with following the extra podcast on Instagram and Twitter at the extra podcast if you want recommend the extra podcast to your friends and family hoping to get these conversations out there and make an impact in some way or at least give people a few laughs this has been bethany on the extra podcast